I really believe in financial freedom and prosperity and I see what can be done through property and creating wealth and there's you know amazing things can be done to, to help people and that's what it's all about. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shump and in this episode, we'll continue the conversation with Rod Pascoe who discusses his strategies for successful joint ventures and how he's been able to make over $150,000 in profit from deals regularly. Let's jump straight in. Pascoe reveals the best strategy in terms of property investing is networking. I really believe um, in, in networking and and um, having a good team around you to start with. Um, and I guess the, the years of being in the game has given me some um, some really good contacts with agents and uh, trades and you know, industry um, players that can fast track your, your progress. So I, I think that's a key. Um, so I will... I will uh, most of the time get deals presented to me off market. So before it goes to the market, the agent will call me, Rod, we've found something that may be of interest. Um, I've, I've basically learned that you've got to move quick on these things because, you know, at, at the price that they're at, there's a lineup of people that, that will take that property off the market um, fairly quickly. So, you know, if the agent's given you a call, he's he's obviously um, you know giving you priority on something, and I like to show them respect that you know I'm not going to muck them around, and I'll I'll give them a quick yes or no answer, or yes, look, it's possibly something I'll I'll look at all, and I try to get there to check it out and do the fizo on it um, as quick as possible. He likes to work backwards. To ensure that he can make a profit out of an investment, he looks at properties that have been renovated and sold recently. I like to work backwards. Um, so find properties that, for example, have been renovated and sold recently. Uh, so you know your end, your end uh, figure that you're going to be working towards. Um, and then it's just a simple matter of working backwards. So, okay, if the property's priced at this, um, how much do I need to spend on it? Um, and can I sell it for the for the price um, that I need to? Um, so there's there's a few little formulas that I'll use as well, um, just back of the envelope uh, type stuff to to give me a quick yes or no uh, answer on the property. But then once things start to to look good, you can delve deeper and um, see if the numbers really stack up. And I, I like to be conservative because. You know, at the end of the day, you you want a, a good amount of um, profit to be there um, for any unforeseen uh, things that will will come up, which they do. To ensure there is enough profit in a deal, Pasco looks to get a minimum of twenty percent return on the investment. If it's going to be a, a subdivision uh, slash renovation uh, project, I look to get a minimum twenty percent return on investment. Um, most of my deals in recent time have been well above the 20%. So I guess what I'm saying is if, if it stacks up and it's around that 20% mark, 
that's a good indication that uh, there's some profit um, in the deal and you can dig a little deeper and see if you can extract some more profit out of it uh, by the way of, um, I guess, getting things done cheaper or, you know, if you're in a moving market where it's moving in your favour, you're going to pick up some growth along the way as well. So I, I try to target areas that, also are achieving um, some good growth and, and sales. So it's, I guess it's the icing on the cake if if you can pick up growth along the way. Absolutely, absolutely. It's really interesting because um, there's a lot of different areas in the market that you can target and um, you know, it's just finding the right deals. So do you have a particular focus area that you mainly work on or you, you know, spread across the state somewhere? Yeah, so, so currently I'm focused in the uh, southeast Queensland uh, area and predominantly Sunshine Coast. Um, as you may know, Sunshine Coast ha- has had some really, really good um, infrastructure projects um, on the go and also still to be completed um, over the next few years. So it really has given some, some good growth and stability to the market. So um, that has worked in my favour, and having um, been working in that area now for quite a while, I guess um, I'm quite comfortable and know the area well. So it's easy to to uh, say yes or no on a deal and and do the numbers quite quick. His best deals have come to him without him trying to look for them. A really good deal that I've done recently was a renovation on the Sunshine Coast. Um, that one was purchased uh, for four hundred seven thousand, um, and it was in a very, a very tightly held area um, in Maroochydore, so very close to the river and the the new CBD that's that's getting developed there. Um, the story behind that one, it, it's funny. I, I always say to people that the best deals sometimes. Um, come to you without even trying to look for them. So I was driving, uh, it was a rainy day, driving to my brother's on a Saturday Saturday morning to have a coffee and I remember seeing an auction sign on the side of the road uh, sh- you know, pointing down a street um, showing a house that was up for auction that day and I called my brother and I said, um, look, I might be a bit late for coffee. I'm going to go check this auction out. Something just compelled me to, to go look look at this uh, property. And my brother said, oh, look, you know, I think you should uh, just let it go, come have coffee and, um, you know, we'll, um, we'll speak about uh, some some property stuff later, and I, he's like, "Nah, nah, I want you to come over and have coffee with me first. That's right, that's right. You know, he wanted to go for a surf, and and um, anyway, something compelled me. I, I thought, you know what, I'll just turn turn down this this street and go check this auction out. And um, you know, I, I don't know if it was because it was a rainy day or um, what the circumstances were, but this particular property um, didn't have much interest on the day. So I, I sort of stood to, to the back um, and, and just waited to see what was happening. And the um, the property got passed in at a really, um, really low price. And I was just, I was baffled. I thought, you know, this is too good to be true. Um, 
So after, uh, I think it took me two months of negotiations on that property um, due to the, it was a deceased estate. The the owners were um, four siblings and they were, I guess, going through the legalities of um, of trying to organise uh, yeah, sale of the property. And yeah, yep. So it, it took a little longer, but two months later, got that property for four hundred seven thousand. Um, did a renovation on it, which roughly took six months. Um, and during that time, the the Maroochydore market just grew. Um, had some really good growth, along with the renovation, and ended up selling that property. Uh, for six fifty uh six sixty five um at the end of last year. So that's uh equated to a twenty nine percent return on on uh investment. So that that's one of my my better renovations that I've done today. And and was there any subdivision on that particular property? No, that one was a, a straightforward uh renovation and it, it was, um, yeah, typical, um, you know, kitchen, bathroom, rendered the bricks, um, did some painting, some tiling, and yeah, turned it, turned it over. Pasco was able to make $152,000 in profit from one property. From settlement to settlement, um, I'm going to say, was roughly a year and a half. Great. Uh, yeah, we, we did have rental income on the property, so we decided to rent it due to due to having a few deals um, happening at the time and um, no obligation on the property to, to really move that one on too quick, uh, decided to rent that out for a while before we went in and, and renovated. So we do have some um, some rental income uh, to, to pay the, the mortgage on the property and I think that was even positive cash flow slightly as well, which was a benefit. So, so I mean, it, that sounded like a really, really good deal and, and, you know, you guys both walked away with a nice chunk of profit as well too. And after, after say, doing that, how long do you usually take off in between to be able to, you know, move on to the next deal or are you looking for deals on a regular basis? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for deals on a regular basis um, and they, they're coming uh, across my desk regularly as well. So, um Really, it's a matter of how much I want to take on at any given time. Um, I do, I do like to have um, a certain period of, of the year where I, I really just have nothing on and go overseas. And I, I highly recommend um, having some time off when you do do this because you know we we burn out if we if we don't um, take the time to enjoy and and, and look back and. And um, appreciate what we've what we've just achieved. So, um, but yeah, look, I'm always looking to to get from one deal to the next, and um, you know, I normally manage two to three deals at, at any one time. Is a comfortable number for me to, to be working off. That's great. Well, what's what's really interesting is. Um I mean, the renovation and the the deal hunting and so forth is a skill that you've developed over a period of time and especially when you've done like 20 of these type of deals, you've got a good sense of what to look out for and, you know, work your feasibilities. Has there been a time where you think um, 
that you'd, you'd just be focusing on, say, maybe subdivisions and then just doing those in future? Or, or you know, like, like, I guess, have you thought about moving on to the next bigger scale things from small yeah. towns to larger ones? And I'm glad you brought that point up because I think the last two years for me, um, possibly even three, really have been focused on subdivisions um, due to, due to as I mentioned before, the, the multiple exit strategies and the profits are just larger, I think, especially for joint venturing. Um, you're, you're obviously um, dividing money up between certain parties, so you want there to be enough profit in the deal to to make it worthwhile and viable for for whoever's uh, coming in on the deal um whereas i i have found with the smaller renovations in the past they were suitable for me um to do on my own but as a joint venture there wasn't enough profit by the time you you split that up between one or two uh, people so definitely the subdivisions incorporating a renovation is is where i'm focused at the moment coming up after the break we'll delve into rod pasco's mindset i really believe in financial freedom and and prosperity and i see what can be done through property and creating wealth and there's you know amazing things can be um can be done to to help people his personal habits healthy eating and um and exercise it it's the basis of um of of everything um you know if you've got a healthy mind and and body then everything else will flow from there and that's next i'm taran shum and you're listening to property investory Pasco admits that what motivated him to get into property investing is being able to give back and help people. Initially, it was, um, and it still is, is, you know, I guess it starts from a, a personal um, place close to your heart, which is which is family, um, and my father being being a single parent raising three children, um, I really really saw what what he did for for us. Uh, growing up and I wanted to be able to give back that that was my biggest why that that started me on this journey um I since have been able to to give back and um you know you you can never repay someone for doing what they've done in that regard but you know I'll I'll definitely try but you know on a bigger scale um I, I think it's just I really believe in financial freedom and and prosperity, and you know, I I see what can be done through property and creating wealth. And there's you know, amazing things can be um, can be done to to help people. Um, and that's what it's all about. You know, we're all on this this journey together. So um, why not all be prosperous together and uh, you know, live a happy life. He shares some of the resources and mentors he worked with in the past. Early on, uh, this is this is the uh, crucial part I, I'd recommend to anyone as well is early on, I didn't really have any personal mentors um, to guide me through this. And it's amazing when you do get someone to, to mentor you, how fast you can move and 
and be be steered in the right direction. Um, so I, th- I think Matt Jones has, has mentioned it before. You know, he he started out as a lone soldier, trying to do everything himself, and you know, you realise after a while that you know we work better as as teams and with other people. Um, a mentor that that has been helping me um, in recent times. You, you actually had her on on your show not long ago. Is Jill McIntyre? So she's she's a great help um, for me, and, and not just um, on the property side of things, but mindset and and um, I guess anything based around uh, life and um, and being prosperous. Absolutely. What do you think you've got out of, say, for example, having a mentor like Jill, for example, that has helped you in your property journey? Yeah, well, look, we're all human and we have our ups and downs. And when I when I went to Jill, I, I was actually having a really, really tough time um, staying uh, positive in the place I was at. And the thing was, I had done a lot of deals and achieved a lot, but my my mental um, blockage, I guess you'd call it, was for some reason had come up. And whereas in the past, I, I didn't have that um, that mentality there. I was very positive and very confident and we all have our ups and downs and, and Jill helped me work through that and and still is um, on, a, on a, uh, a regular basis. And that's why I, I highly recommend having a, a mentor in this uh, game totally agree totally agree it's 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 part and parcel of i think growing because we can't always see our blind spots and that's where having a mentor really does help with seeing those and and helping us overcome those challenges that we face as well yeah that's correct yeah pasco's dedication to reading books and love for growing his knowledge has enabled him to succeed i have and this is this is i'm going to admit it um, it is a small addiction for me. <laughs> it is anything on the um, the wealth creation and, and mindset side of things? Um, I, I love reading and growing my knowledge. And um, but I guess a, a few that stand out. Um, I've read all the the Steve McKnight books. Um, I've read a lot of Robert Kiyosaki's books. Um, on the on the uh, I guess mindset side of things um there's there's a few um ones that i'm sure a lot of people have heard of and read is um the secret and and those those side of thing uh, that that series of books um it really um it makes a lot of sense when when they talk about what you think about you become and and what you what you believe uh, in life um, you end up becoming, and that that that's the the basis of um, of how your life, I guess, um, is where it's at at that point in time. So if if you're thinking on a negative side of things and um, not um, focusing on where you want to go and what you want out of life, then those negative things will come into your life. Whereas if you're focusing what on what you want out of life and the and the positive things in life. And sometimes it's the most simplest thing that that can bring you bring you joy in life. Um, so I think that was a a good book. Um, 
there's there's a lot, a lot. Um, let me think. There's there's a recent one I've read. Um, I think it's an older book, uh, Secrets of Super Achievers by Philip Baker. Um, I think that was that was written. I've actually got it in my hands now. Uh, 19, 1997 that was written. So okay, that, that's uh, the first one I've ever heard. I've never heard that one before. So that, I got to check that out for myself as well. Yeah, that that was um that was a book that I I found um in I think one of my family members had that stashed away somewhere. I, I took that overseas with me last year, and it really resonated. I, it, you know, it's um, it's one of those things where some some things resonate with certain people, but that was one that really, um, yeah, resonated with me. Excellent. Well, that, that's really good. I'm glad you shared those books because I'm always picking up new books and gems from every interview I do. So that's a great one. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. The best advice Pasco has ever received was to be positive. I think to to be positive and believe that anything's possible in life. Um, so, yeah, I really believe that. It's you know it, it it is what you make it, and there's there's two ways of thinking. You can think on a positive side or a negative side. So I guess you know why not think from a positive side of things on or, or look look towards the, the positive out of any situation. Um, I think that's the, the one thing that has really stood out for me over the years. His healthy eating and exercise has contributed greatly towards his success in life. I think um, healthy eating and, um, and exercise, it, it's the basis of, um, of, of everything. Um, you know, if you've got a healthy mind and body, then everything else will flow from there. Pasco shares if he had met himself 10 years ago, he would tell himself to get a mentor. I would say get a mentor, um, team up with like-minded people and, and surround yourself with like-minded people um, and don't try and do it on your own. I think that's that's the, the few things I would tell myself because many years are wasted um you know i have i have learnt and i have uh, got um somewhere by by doing it but um i guess it could have been done a lot faster if i'd teamed up with with other people earlier and surrounded myself with with like-minded people um but yeah look i think just get in there and give it a go that's that's the one thing i'll say i meet so many people that talk about buying their first investment property and a year later they still haven't bought their first investment two years later they're still talking about it and they're either worried about the market falling or um you know not buying the right property or i think just get educated and and you know jump in there and give it a go the most exciting thing pasco is looking forward to is to growing his career and moving up in the property ladder, I think um, the the possibility of um, of working with some really really um, good people and and um, influential people, like just in the last two or three years, I've really met some some great people, and I feel like uh, there's some good momentum with that at the moment. And um, yeah, look, 
every deal I do seems to be getting um, uh, bigger and better and I'm learning more and and growing. So I'm excited about growing my career and and progressing through the, the real estate um, world, I guess, or climbing the property ladder, as they say. Pasco attributes his success to his skills and knowledge rather than intelligence. Well, I'm definitely not. Uh, intelligence, so we'll, we'll rule that one out. <laughs> um, it, look, it doesn't take a lot of intelligence um, to do this. I, I wasn't the best at, at school. Um, I, I just achieved average grades. I think it's more about your skill and and knowledge. Um, you know, just just uh, persisting, uh, learn, learning what you need to know, and just getting started. Um, but yeah, I think persistence is a big one. You know, there's so many roadblocks on this on this journey, but it's about getting getting back up and 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 going again and going again. You know, yeah, the, the moment you you stop and say, no, that's it, it's all too hard, I give up. That's you know, that's when um, it, you know it won't happen. But you'll find if you if you keep pushing and, and getting through. Um, those those walls, you'll get through that that wall that all of a sudden it just opens up to a to a um, a world of possibilities and and you sort of look back and go wow if I if I had stopped at that last hurdle and and didn't push through it I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm, so true. If listeners want to get in contact with you and find out more about what you do and, and you know potentially hook up to do any um, JVs together, what's the best way they can connect with you? Yep. So my company name is uh, BNM Property. So that's B N for Nelly, M for Mary. I have to say that because uh, most people get mixed up with the N and the M. They sound alike when you say it fast. Um, so BNM Property. Um, and my email address is rod at bnmproperty.com. Um, and if they would like a, a further details, I'm sure they can contact uh, you as well. Thank you to Rod Pasco, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about his journey, then visit our website at propertyinvestory.com. 